Mountain State Mysteries contains adult content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Courtney. And this is Mountain State Mysteries. we have for you today has to be our most personal case to date, a case that is still active so some details are going to be left out. This is the story of Natasha Alexander Augusta Carter, better known as Alex. Alex Carter was born on December 22, 1989 to Ricky Harold Lafferty and Susan Gale Carter. Growing up, it's said that Alex was like a little old lady. Ricky said, that Alex was the absolute best child growing up and that she was the best child any parent could have. During this time, Alex for the most part lived with her father Ricky in Pineville, West Virginia. During this time, Susan wasn't really in the picture. Susan was diagnosed as a paranoid, schizophrenic, manic depressive, and bipolar type 1. Ricky said that Susan would go off at the deep end about anything and everything. Ricky also said you could be with one person one second and then five minutes later you could be with someone else. A judge in Wyoming County granted Susan supervised visits with Alex. Ricky said that Alex was miserable for the entire hour she had to spend with her mother and that she never wanted to go with her because she was afraid of her mother. Ricky recalls one day that Susan left Alex outside in a thunderstorm after she got home from school. Ricky said when he found out about that, he drove there and picked Alex up. Ricky agreed to let Susan and her husband, Larry Webb, take Alex on a trip to Disney World. When they got back from their trip, Susan tried to force Alex to go home with her and Susan was a type to have 80s-style big hair and long nails. She grabbed Alex by the face and scratched her under her chin. Right then and there, Ricky went to the Wyoming County Magistrate and got a warrant for child abuse. Ricky said that it went on and on and that he ended up going through six attorneys. In a letter from the Pineville Grade School, quote, on January 25th, 2000, I was called to Pineville Grade to help with the situation where Alex Carter would be taken from one parent and custody would be given to the other parent. Alex's father had came to pick her up and once he was told a new court order, he agreed that it would be easier for Alex if he wasn't there. He left and went home. The mother came with her husband and talked with Sheriff Randall Aleph concerning the legal documents issuing custody. When Alex came in and saw her mother, she immediately turned very pale. As the counselor, I took her into the principal's office to talk with her for a few minutes while her mother talked with Sheriff Aleph. Alex was very comfortable with me and talked, explaining she was not aware she would be taken away that day. She asked me about her father, and I explained. She cried when she realized the situation. When her mother came into the room, 
Alex's whole demeanor changed. She became belligerent with her. I told her mother not to touch her, not to touch her bug bag, and that she did not want to go with her. Alex cried more, so when her mother <clears throat> walked into the room, it is also from my understanding from Hollywood Elementary that Alex missed seven days of school in the four weeks that she was enrolled at the school. If additional information is needed, please let me know. Sincerely, Linda G. Phillips, Elementary Counselor, Pineville Grade School. The custody battle ended up getting heated between Ricky and Susan. Ricky said that he has every single case file from that battle and that it shows where Alex told the judge that Susan would do drugs in front of her. By the end of the custody battle, the judge ruled that the two would have shared custody of Alex. Susan told Ricky that he would never see Alex again. The two would meet at Leicester Square in Raleigh County, West Virginia. Ricky said that was the last place he ever saw Alex. On August 8th, 2000, Ricky and his friend, Matthew Shuck, let Alex out of the van. Alex told Ricky that she loved him and goodbye. At the next hearing, Susan didn't show up, so Ricky was granted custody. By then, Alex was gone. A felony warrant for kidnapping was issued for Susan on November 13, 2000. Many agencies still classify Alex as a victim of a family abduction who may be in the company of her mother and an adult male that may have left the state. Decades passed without any sign of Alex or Susan and authorities began to look into the possibility of foul play. Alex's case sadly went cold as the West Virginia winner. For 21 years, there was barely any movement in the case. In December of 2021, the FBI announced they were looking into the case of Natasha Alex Carter. At the time of the disappearance, Alex was living with Susan's husband, Larry Dale Webb, in the 100 block of Kyle Wang. In August of 2023, the FBI searched Webb's home looking for evidence in the disappearance of Alex. Larry told reporters that he had no idea why authorities were searching his property, though he said Alex's name and I'm going to use air quotes here, sounded familiar, and that he and Susan were married, I think. He stated that he was away on a trip at the time of their disappearance. Larry's live-in caretaker, Terry Lilly, told press that the FBI found a bullet in the wall of a bedroom with Alex's DNA on it, something that was not confirmed by law enforcement. The FBI also removed tile from the floor in the basement. On September 3rd, 2023, Larry's living caretaker, Terry Lilly, suddenly passed away. No funeral was held for him. In October 2023, Larry Webb was charged with first-degree murder in the death of Natasha Alex Carter. He has not been charged in the disappearance of citizens. He has not been charged in the disappearance of Susan Carter. And Larry Webb is still awaiting his trial. If you have any information on the case of Natasha Alex Carter, please contact the West Virginia State Police 
at 304-746-2100. Or you can contact the FBI with their hotline, 1-800-FBI. Courtney, do you want to tell everyone why this is our most personal case today? Alex is my cousin. Her father, Rick, is my uncle. So, this has been very difficult for my family. <clears throat> um, we are very grateful for the help of the FBI and the West Virginia State Police for finally um, getting involved with her case. Um, what a lot of people don't know was um, Alex's case was actually closed and we had no idea that it was closed. Um, but um, <clears throat> With Homeland Security, they got like a nose to why there were so many missing children. And these cases were cold. And the FBI out of Pittsburgh reopened up Alex's case. And they have been going nonstop on this case with it. Um, for those who don't know, Alex was just, she was like a little old lady. She really was. Um, and she had the most distinguished little voice. She would call my mom and she would talk and she would say, I bet she don't know who this is. Or she would say that to my grandmother anytime she called. She loved Ricky more than anybody you would ever see. Um, she would very, very rarely stay away from him. Um, Ricky um, was in college um, at one point and Alex would go to class with him and they would even put her on the roll just to call her name whenever she was in there. Um, Ricky would go out of his way for that little girl. Um, she only stayed with us a couple of times and stuff because she loved her daddy so much. It would be with him all the time. She would do all kinds of different things. We would um, take her swimming up at the lake. Um, he would take her to the playground everything, I mean, you name it, he would do for that little girl, and, um, her mother was not a good person, I have no issues whatsoever, say no, she wasn't, she wasn't a good person, um, <clears throat> she, did do drugs in front of Alex. Um, Alex was so terrified that she would sleep with a knife under her pillow because she was terrified of her mother and her stepfather. Um, <clears throat> but 
she was just a sweet, normal little girl whose life ended way before it should have. And it's not right, and it's not fair that her life was cut short and that piece of trash has got to live his life out. It's not right. I wish there was so much more I could tell, but I can't because we're not going to jeopardize this case. And I want justice so bad for her. Is what I want. And who all the little comments that I've seen online that have actually said um, something must have been wrong for the father, for the mother, I mean, to flee with the child. You have no idea what you're talking about. There's just sometimes a mother is not a good person. And she done this for pure evil and to get back at my uncle because he, she knew that this is the one thing that would destroy him was taking Alex away. So before anybody starts commenting about stuff, you need to know the full story about it. You do. Um. To everybody who has supported our family, thank you. And please just pray that justice will be served for Alex. Stay tuned for our next episode, which will be the premiere of Season 3 of Mountain State Mysteries. If you find yourself enjoying Mountain State Mysteries, take a second to follow and rate it on your favorite podcast platform. It helps others find good West Virginia true crime podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Mountain State Mysteries. Do you have a case you want us to cover in Season 3 of Mountain State Mysteries? Send us an email at mountainstatemysteries304 at gmail.com For the show notes, check out our website mountainstatemysteriespodcast.com Music